Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Welcome to this week's episode. So you guys, I have a bunch of stuff I want to just jump right into, uh, a couple life updates, and then we're going to get into today's guest, who I'm super excited to introduce you guys to. But uh, we've got some improvements to the podcast. I finally added like a microphone cover. So sorry, guys, if in the past, like, the audio has been really loud or if you've been getting like poppy sounds, um, but somebody DM me saying that this would improve the audio. So we're trying it out and hopefully it sounds good. Um, always welcome your feedback. So feel free to shoot me a message. Uh, but yeah, first things first, I am going to be moving back to weekly episodes, which I'm so excited about. Um, took a very, very short break there and did a biweekly, but um, we, I've just got so many ideas and guests lined up. So I want to get back to making these weekly. So every Wednesday, you guys will have an episode moving forward. So thank you for bearing with me. Um, some of you guys might see if you follow me on my personal account at Emma Capotis that I did just switch jobs. So that was kind of like something that's been in the works for a little while. But um, I am now working with Beatbox Beverages part time, which is super exciting. Uh, if you follow this page or you follow me, you know that I've been working with them um, as an ambassador for years now. But I'm coming on as a part time social media coordinator so that's really cool. So definitely go give them a follow. I'll be making um, content for them and helping run some of their social accounts. So it's it's just a really good fit. It was really good timing. They're going to be at a bunch of festivals coming up. So I hope you guys get to try them out. Obviously 21 plus. But um, yeah, so that's been going on. And then I've just been doing my thing, like I said. So I, I made this shift. So I should have a little bit more time to work on my own content, do my podcast, all that stuff. And I have a lot of ideas and things lined up that I'm so excited to to work on and share with you. So all good things coming. It's going to be a good spring, going to be a good summer. Whoops. So that's what's going on. Um, what else? Uh, I am going to be attending EDC Las Vegas again. I just want to put that out there. I mentioned it on my YouTube channel, but I was on the fence for a while and um, some things kind of just came together. Uh, so I am going to be there. I'm going to be working the event and more to come on that very soon. That's all I'm going to say for now. Uh, I am doing Camp EDC, which I'm so excited about. Um, my friend Cammie was nice enough to offer up a spot in her RV, which I'm personally very excited for because if you guys um, saw any of my vlogs or videos on EDC this past fall, I did the Moonglow tent, which was still a really good experience. I just didn't really get much sleep. I wasn't very prepared for my first camping festival. So an RV, I think, will be a little bit more comfortable hopefully a little bit quieter. So I'm very pumped for all of that. I will see you guys there if you're going to be, be coming. More content to come on that. Um, so that's everything. I just wanted to catch you up to speed with what's been going on. Lots of big shifts. So many things happening. Feeling very blessed, very excited, super grateful for everything. And yeah, I just can't wait to continue doing this podcast for you guys. So before we jump into today's guest, I really quickly wanted to share a message from one of the friends of the podcast, which is Zound. So some of you guys might know Zound earplugs are my absolute favorite earplugs. I have been wearing them 
for literally years they are high fidelity earplugs so basically what that means is they block out any of the damaging like levels of decibels of music so you can still hear clearly it does not affect your experience it still preserves the quality of the sound it just blocks out anything that would damage your your hearing long term so please wear your earplugs for shows for clubs for festivals i take them with me everywhere i literally have a pair clipped to my hydration pack and I have a pair clipped to my fanny pack so I never forget them so you guys can head over to experiencezound.com and if you use code Emma K that will save you 10% off anything on their site Um, again that's experiencezound.com code Emma K for 10% off your orders Um, I really suggest the little um, carrying case as well that's what I keep um, everything in and they have lanyards as well so wanted to shout them out really quickly there will be a link down below in the show notes if you guys want to check them out all right so our oldie but a goodie this week uh this one I wanted to do because uh this man is really really inspiring as a producer artist um his name is Black Coffee and he just won his first Grammy so I did want to pull into Black Coffee's collection of music because he's an incredible deep house artist um legendary man from South Africa Uh, And he just made it big. He became a global phenomenon. And like I said, he was nominated for his album subconsciously this year. And he won a Grammy for the Dance and Electronic album. So props to him. Super exciting. It's an amazing album. Definitely go check it out. But I went back and I wanted to pull his song We Dance Again, which actually came out in 2015. So it's not super, super old. But um, the vocals on this track are like hauntingly beautiful. Um, This one is just like... It's so groovy. It soothes your soul. It's it's just like effortlessly sexy. It's just effortlessly good. So again, this is Black Coffee's song, We Dance Again, came out in 2015. So I'm going to play a quick little clip of that here. I did laugh and walk just to be seen. All right, you guys, that's just a little taste of black coffee. You need to go listen to more of him. But um, if you want to submit anything too, if you have any oldies but goodies that you like, you can always email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com uh, and send in your submissions because I'm always looking for new stuff. So with that being said, let's get into today's guest because I want to roll right into the interview. Today, I am so, so, so excited to share with you an artist called Lays. She is taking the bass music scene by storm. Um really happy for her and all her recent success you guys are going to hear her journey today but she's a very young artist and I came I found her basically through social media she is has been opening for Sullivan King on his tour they've still got a few more dates to come this spring but uh she just makes such heavy bass music and I think it's like so such a dichotomy between her because she's so like sweet and bubbly as a person um but she throws the fuck down she's had a lot of success uh she's had a release on Subsidia Records which is Excision's label um so yeah we're going to talk about the bass music scene how she got involved in DJing uh what it's like working you know opening for Sullivan King and being on tour and then we're gonna do a quick little speed round with her at the end to get to know her a little bit better but uh super excited and and proud of everything that she's doing go give her a follow at Lays Dubs it's L-A-Y-Z-D-U-B-Z um on Instagram stream her music show her some love and support uh and without further ado let's get into the interview so please join me in welcoming Lays to the podcast 
All right, you guys. So today I am joined by an amazing rising star in the bass music scene. Um, she's played some of the biggest stages in the United States, like EDC Las Vegas and Lost Lands, uh, EDC Orlando, and you can catch her on tour. A couple more dates coming up with Sullivan King. So I'm so excited to welcome Lays to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Of course. I, I know my audience is going to be very excited to see you here because Typically, they know me as like a house and techno head, but yeah. we, you are bringing the heavy bass vibes. Oh, yeah. So fucking here for it. So I'm um, so excited to have you here. And and it's been amazing to like we were just chatting like all these amazing things and life kind of feels like it's probably going very fast for you right now. So how how has 2022 been for you so far? Oh, my God, it's been a dream come true. And we're only in tomorrow's about to be April. We're only in yeah. April. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just news after news after news and I'm like okay I'm trying to mentally prepare myself yeah. for this summer you know right <laughs> it's amazing because when you get news like that like hey you're playing this festival you're playing this show it gives you the motivation to keep going keep creating music and mm-hmm. it's just an overall good feeling and like I was telling you earlier before mm-hmm. we started our podcast um it's like sometimes you just need to stop and smell the roses and really take in what's happening and what mm-hmm. you're earning as an artist. Cause sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm hard on myself. I'll be like, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going anywhere. I don't know like how this is going to work out. But if I compare myself to where I was in April of last year, huge mm. difference. Right. But right. That's so it's crazy. Such a good feeling. <laughs> Good. I know. I love like talking to artists too at like this stage in your career where like you're literally like blowing up like as we speak is so cool. And I mean, for people who aren't familiar with you, like last April, like where were you compared to here? Like what has changed in the last year? So April, I only had a few songs out. Um, since then, I've released a good amount of songs. I haven't been on a tour yet. I was always dreaming of being on a tour. Little did I know around in May was when I found out like, hey, you're going to be on Sullivan King's tour. Um, That's a whole nother story. I was bawling my eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) I can Um, imagine that call. Yeah. Right. And like, um, besides music wise, social media presence wise has grown a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, being as an artist, it's not only about um it's mainly about your music but you need the whole package you need to have the branding down my branding has gone I feel like I'm still trying to like figure out what my whole branding is Mm -hmm. Um, but it's you got to figure out what you want to do right Definitely. Yeah. And how's, I mean, I wasn't going to ask about this, but I'm sure like having a good team around you too, is probably like really important. Like what, what is your team like and how has that grown? Oh, my team is awesome. Shout out Anthony, John, (laughs) Emily, Max, like they're amazing. Um, They picked me up back in, was it 2020? Yeah, it was during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. They picked me up. um, And ever since then, once, uh, once everything started opening up, mm-hmm. uh, this was during the pandemic, um, it just shot like a skyrocket, you know, mm-hmm. like they helped me uh, get on new shows because I was always playing in like the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania area. I played in New Jersey once, but I never really got to go out to like the West Coast, Midwest. Right. And mm-hmm. as soon as I got on that team, they helped me. They helped me grow everywhere. And wow. 
they push me a lot. They push me with music. Um, I consider myself a slow producer. I produce pretty slow, but yeah, I get shit done. Nice. (laughs) But they're like, all right, Layla, like, what do you have done this week? What music have you uh, finished this week? And it really helps me grow as an artist and a producer. So Mm -hmm. I just love them a lot. We click, we float together, you know? Yeah. It was funny because I, um, it was for like a whole year. I haven't met them yet because they live in California. Yeah. So I remember once the pandemic uh, started to like diminish with COVID, I was like, I'm going to take a trip to California. And Mm -hmm. I got to meet John, my manager, and it was just so awesome. And it it was just so cool. And I love them so much. They helped me a lot with my project and I couldn't be any more blessed with the team I have. Oh, that's so exciting. No, it's so true. I mean, it's amazing to see. Yeah. Like when you get the right people together, like all these amazing things that can happen. And it definitely sounds like it's, it's in alignment with you, especially how things have been going. So that's so cool to hear. And I kind of, I want you to like, this is your platform today to tell your story. Like, where are you from? How did this all begin? Like, I want to know your, your origin story a little bit more. All right. So I'm from Maryland, not much going on around here (laughs) Um, from a small city. Um, how did this all begin? Um, so where do I even begin? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know you wanted to like be in music or even do DJing? Like, how did that come about? I didn't know I wanted to start DJing until 2017. Okay. Yeah, 2017. So before all that, EDM has always been a genre to me. It was nothing mm-hmm. new. Um, it's not mm-hmm. like I grew up listening to like jazz or country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. I always listen to EDM. Um, if you come to my house, you enter my house, then you're going to hear, that's my dad. That's my dad and his playing house music. Love it. I love it. That's awesome. So I remember like walking in, I was like six years old. I had like school the next day and I couldn't go to sleep because I hear my dad and he's like watching ultra and like Tomorrowland live streams and like it was just it's always been around me mm-hmm. um I always listen I started off listening to like uh the like marshmallow the chain smokers Tiesto mm-hmm. um and then when I attended my first music festival which was uh, is Moonrise here in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's when I started to not only see like that type of music, but uh, the other genre of dubstep. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of dubstep artists there. I saw Excision there for the first time um, because I couldn't go to Echo Stage yet. I wasn't old enough. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't 18 yet. So um, I got to see Excision there. And that's one thing I want to talk about later in the podcast is that mm-hmm. um, seeing Excision at Moonrise uh, in like 2016 was amazing, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until when I saw him in 2017 at Lost Lands. And that's what like gave me the spark of like, oh, I want to do this. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I can't even imagine. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. More to come. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also listened to Skrillex when I was little. I was a huge gamer. Uh, I played a lot of Call of Duty and in the gaming community, dubstep is usually what you 
play when you want to post like YouTube video montages of your gameplay. Mm, so you'll, okay. u- you'll usually hear like old school excision, Skrillex, like while uh, watching Call of Duty. Mm. Um, but yeah. I grew up listening to that and then that's when I slowly started to work my way in into like the darker of dubstep. I was yeah. like, oh, what's this? <laughs> and um, so I, cool. I fell in love with it. I love like just the energy, the sounds of it, like just everyone headbanging. Like I was like, oh, this is my crowd. I, I want right. to sit here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah. I mean, it's probably wild too for you now, like being so involved to like see how the scene had developed as well. Cause like you mentioned, 2017 was the first lost lands. I'm pretty sure as well. Yeah. yeah. And like, even just with subsidia getting launched, how, like, I feel like it branches off into so many subgenres, even from there. And people are so creative in bass music too. So it, it's wild to hear like some of those like pioneers of dubstep that you're mentioning compared to like what it is now, but there definitely is an energy with the bass music scene for sure. So were your friends into it as well? Or did you just get like sucked in? (laughs) A couple, not all of them. Like my, my three best friends, they don't listen to dubstep. Yeah. (laughs) But like my, uh, my like peers in like Mm -hmm. the industry, obviously we all listen to dubstep, but growing up, I didn't really have any friends that listen to dubstep. Now that I think about it, it was like maybe like two. Yeah. It yeah. just like clicked for you. Yeah, you were like, we, yes. We grew the the rave fam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like we would all have like groups of people going to shows now. Yeah. Um, and it just started from there. That's so cool. So yeah. So what <laughs> how did you transition into deciding like I want to do this? Like I want to start making music. So when I mentioned like I thought to myself, why was it different seeing Excision at um, Moonrise versus Lost Lands? Like, how, why was there a difference of when I wanted to decide that I wanted to do music? And mm-hmm. I think it's just that when I attended Lost Lands, just the atmosphere, the people, and just overall, like, how I felt at that festival, like, mm. It was, it was, I don't know how to describe it. It was such a good feeling being there and Mm -hmm. like seeing all those artists. Like, I was just like, this is so cool. Like, um, I remember I was watching company. I was like, oh, like, I definitely want to be on that side of the stage one day. Right. Right. I I think I can do this. And the rest is history. (laughs) Jeez. That's so cool. Yeah. There isn't, there's for sure. I've never been to Los Angeles, but, um, everybody I speak to talks about like the community there. And it seems like people become like lifers with Los Angeles. Like it's like an absolute, like must go to every single year. Um, I mean, it's like the Mecca in the United States for bass music now at this point. So how did you, I mean, did you have like a DJ set up at home at that point? Cause you have your dad or yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So after Lost Lance, no, I think I actually had it. No. Yeah. So after the first Lost Lands, um, I was like, Hey dad. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't have the money right now. <laughs> right. 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 Can, can you help me out? Like, we'll split it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, of course. Like, so yeah, we split it. It was a DDJ SX2. It was a little mixer board. Um, it had four channels. And I just felt instantly in love with it because mm. before I got that board, uh, my boyfriend, he's also a producer. Whenever I would go to his house, I would play on his um, his board as well. Mm-hmm. So like when he would leave the room to like go somewhere, I'll be like, okay, I'll be in here. And then I'll like run to his board and I'll start <laughs> <Yeah>. playing <laughs> on it. <laughs> so 
yeah shout out to my dad for helping me um, get started that board (laughs) hell yes yeah I mean I, I get I can imagine just like putting in the hours especially for you like having this all like you said like explode you obviously put in the work and put in the practice and got to a certain place so what did that like look like for you were you just like constantly working on it, constantly practicing. And at what point did you like release that first single? (laughs) So I started DJing first. I started as a DJ first. I wasn't a producer yet. Mm -hmm. And um, once I started to get recognition on my mixes that I would put on SoundCloud, I would record myself doing like little double drop videos on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Those blew up. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I think, I think I'm doing a good job. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was like, you know what? I think this is the only thing that I'm good at. (laughs) I suck at math. I suck at science. Don't know anything about other shit. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, I think I'm going to stick with this. Um, So yeah, I think after I started posting the videos, that's when I started to get show offers like, Hey, do you want to mm. open up the show? And I'm like, Oh God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. We're, we're doing this seriously now. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Like let's give it a try. And it's so funny. Like on my Snapchat memories came up the other day was my first show. And you just see me like moving like this. Like, yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, Oh God, this is embarrassing. And now Aww when you look at when you go to my shows nowadays I'm just like doing a whole Zumba class workout right. on stage. <laughs> you're comfortable now yeah, like you're exactly. in your yeah you're in your zone of genius now in my element there mm-hmm. um so yeah once I started to play those shows I was like okay I want to take this seriously I want to do something um about this and like mm-hmm. I don't know how to word this I want to put this in my life basically yeah um and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start to learn how to produce. So I bought Ableton and mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell I was looking at. Right. <laughs> I was like, this is uh, what the hell am I looking at? Yeah. Um, so luckily I had a group of friends that are also producers and mm. I was able to learn quickly than others just because of my peers. I was able to go to their house, watch them produce. And that's one thing that, you know, I get a lot of questions about, what did, um, what would you give advice for, for like, mm-hmm. and I'm a producer and what I really want to say is, um, like YouTube tutorials are great, mm-hmm. but if you do have friends in real life or, um, or through zoom now, you know, mm-hmm. just watch them produce. Um, it's the best way you can learn because you can be like, Oh wait, how did you do that? Whereas if you're watching a YouTube tutorial, you can't like stop mm-hmm and ask a question right um so if you have friends I highly suggest learning from them and even just watching them I'm a visual learner so just watching helps tremendously Mm -hmm. um also paying for one-on-one lessons I recommend that's how I started out too Um, right I would do lessons with like Chiqui and Stone Level and it would really help. It's very beneficial because you can ask for a project breakdown and see like, hey, how did you do this song? And Mm -hmm. they'll break it down for you. And that helped me a lot. Oh, that's good to know. Do you think like for people, even in like your local scene, if somebody like maybe didn't have an immediate friend, but if there were like local DJs or artists who like, do you think people would be open if you like reached out and got a DM like, 
to like meet up or do something like that. Um, do you think people would be open to that too? Cause I agree with you. I'm also a visual learner. So in person is for sure better. Yeah, definitely. And even if it's not just for production and if it's just for DJing, like mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find someone who has CDJs or a mixer, XDJs, mm-hmm. any type of mixing gear and just ask like, Hey, like, can you teach me how to mix? Teach me how to beat match. Teach me what all these effects do. And mm-hmm. it does help. Yeah, for sure. I know um, I interviewed like the co-founders of Fem House and they are, are on their tour now. And they're, I love that they did like um, Ableton workshops during the day. And then like they do the show at night and even stuff like that, like seeing more, you know, not just women in this community, but seeing more like in-person workshops and people like doing this, I think is incredible. So yeah, maybe people are just not aware that there are probably like plenty of workshops happening in their city. They just got to like do a little bit of research. Just do your research, ask around. It's worth a shot asking, nothing to lose. Mm -hmm, For sure. And so talking about going to play shows, what was that transition like? (laughs) Because I cannot (laughs) even imagine. Um, so in the beginning, it was, it was rough. We're not really rough. It was, I was just always nervous, like so nervous that I was, mm-hmm. I didn't want to go on stage. I was like, oh no, I can't do this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, like, especially after being on tour with Sullivan King, it's like, it's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Got like, it. mm-hmm. it's like it's another show. It's another day, different city. Let's mm-hmm. do this. And I'm just happy that I don't get that nervous rack rack anymore. You know, you're good. You feel comfortable now. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I cannot even imagine one of my favorite videos of you is obviously like tattooing Sullivan King's leg on stage, which is one of the best fucking videos <laughs> I've ever seen. Talk about that day. How did that happen? Oh my gosh. We're like, we need to film some type of like cool content. Like we're on tour. Like this is the best time to create content. Mm-hmm. And this was when um, on TikTok, the pen in the jar was very famous. Yeah. And the way Sully like made like five of them. And I'm like over <laughs> here, like I haven't made a single one. And of course the one I made was the tattoo. I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tattooed anyone before that? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's iconic. Well, but, that's amazing. Um, yeah, it, it was so much fun. We were thinking of like all these types of content to do. And we still have to do more content because we got a couple more shows left to do. Oh, that's so exciting. And he's a dad now, which I is know. so awesome. <laughs> I'm like, Keen, I can't believe you're a dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was just with you and you're, you weren't a dad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But so, I mean, it's really, really, I love, and I, I think you do a great job of this as well. I mean, I think for some artists, like they're a little bit more private and a little bit more secret. And I think that's totally fine. Like some people aren't as vocal, but as a fan, like I love the artists who share their life because like I've followed his whole wife's like pregnancy journey now and you just get so excited. So it's really cool to see people's personalities and life. And like you said, like social media kind of is a, is a part of this as well. Um, and I think it just like allows like a really nice connection between you and your fans. Like how, what is your relationship like with your fans now? I try. So people, they know me as Lays, but I want them to also know me as Layla. Because mm-hmm. I'm not just only an artist, like I, I'm Layla. I want you yeah. to know who I am, like my <laughs> yeah. personality. So, um, you know, some artists, they like to have social media managers, people like to um, mm-hmm. do their social media, answer their DMs. I don't, I'm totally against that. Cool if you do that, but I don't want to do that. I like mm-hmm. it to be authentic and genuine and come from me. Sure. Um, I get at least... 
20 DMs a day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like people that ask questions uh, for like upcoming DJs or if they just want to talk. Like Mm -hmm. I do have DMs where people just want to talk and just talk about their day if they're going through something. And I do respond and they're like, I can't believe you're responding. Right. I'm like, I'm "I'm still a human being. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, it's really me. Hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's me. And I, I just feel like it's more genuine and the connection is feels more real, especially when you play in their city and you finally get to meet them. Mm-hmm. It just makes the, the connection a lot better, you know? Totally agree. I, I was looking at some like your photos on Instagram at um, EDC Orlando and you like came around and were taking pictures. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's so, so, so important. Um, I'm the same as you like still answer every message, DM comment. I don't care if somebody takes the time out of their day to do that. Um, I think it will just like continue to keep you in a really good headspace, And like, you can tell like how genuine and authentic you are. So that's like, that's awesome that you continue to do that. Even as you get to play these like bigger and bigger stages, it's, yeah, exactly. it's a nice connection to have. Yeah. I, I, I want to talk about the bass music scene too, but right. sorry, go ahead. Finish <laughs> no, your thought. <laughs> um, like I always tell people, you need to remember where you come from and mm-hmm. to never forget that and do not let all the fame get to your head because mm-hmm. people who don't interact with their fans, I'm just like, why? Because right. you wouldn't be where you are today without your fans, without mm-hmm. your supporters. So the least you can do is talk to them, interact with them, take the time. Like uh, the whole Selvin King tour, when I was done with my set, I went straight into the crowd. And I love it. Took pictures yep. of people and met people. Um, like your fans are like, you just need to like mm-hmm. interact with your fans if you want to go somewhere. Because if you don't, where are you going to get with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with you. Um, I mean, like we said, like the bass music community, like definitely is like, I don't know. It's just like very tight knit. And it, as it continues to expand, like obviously they can get like a reputation. They can be a little bit wild, but what are your thoughts and opinions on like the crowds that you're seeing on tour? At the crowds that I see on tour? Yeah. Uh, They're fucking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um it was I don't know it's like we all felt like a family and like Mm -hmm. when I'm on stage it's like I don't know you but I feel like I know you because we have we're all like jamming having a good time headbanging um the whole uh crowd not every stop for Selvin King's tour was so much energy was so fun like um, especially in Denver, the base capital. Oh my mm. God. I had the time of my life there. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the crowds are amazing. Oh, that's good. To, I, I still have never been to Denver, but I really, really want to go oh, there. I have a lot of friends. 100%. There. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> uh, do you have any, recommended. <laughs> beautiful. Do you have any other favorite, um, tour memories? Oh God. The tour was like three months long and we're yeah, still going. <laughs> I know, true, true. Um, okay, so one, where were we? Were we Flagstaff? It was a city in Arizona. I think it was Flagstaff. I'm going to go with Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show ended. I'm packing my stuff from the green room. And while I'm walking to the bus, I see the bus moving up and down. And I like, <laughs> I hear like music and I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and like, I walk up the the steps and everyone's just dancing to like 
throwback music and house Aww. music <laughs> and we're like it's a Tuesday in Flagstaff why are we right. acting like this <laughs> that's amazing that like really fun we had a good time just like dancing and oh that was fun and I remember our uh bus driver was walking up and he um the way the tour buses is there's a a door that slides in so mm. the but the door will be closed while the driver is driving yeah. do, like no distractions and I remember I was just we were all dancing and then the <laughs> door is just opening and yeah. <laughs> the driver's <laughs> like what the hell oh that's so cool oh my um, god how many people are like on the bus with you guys okay so there's Sullivan King <laughs> Blank and I then we have the TM Dylan production manager Twitch LD, um, audio, visual, <laughs> uh, two cameras, medias. Wow. And then two merch. So 12 and then the driver. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> That's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine. I'm sure you guys got very close being oh, on a bus together. <laughs> um, and like, I was nervous. I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get any sleep. I'm sleeping in a mini cubby. Mm -hmm. No, total opposite. You have the best sleep on the bus because it like rocks you to sleep. Mm. Um, And it's like very dark. Um, You have like your own air conditioning, your AC, um, charging ports, um, places to set your water. Um, it was very like a pro now. You're I like know. a pro until you're like, I got this for the next one. Yeah. So <laughs> Are you like, 21 yet, by the way? Yes, I turned 22 in May. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Okay, so okay, so you're good. So if they're being yeah. wild or anything like that, you're good. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm like picturing you being like 20 years old with like all these men. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's so cool. All right, so Denver noted. We would definitely need to see a show in Denver at some point. Um, I know you have like some stuff coming up as well, but what what is it like playing some of these festival stages as well like how does that differ from the tour that you've been on oh my gosh um so I haven't played any festivals yet since the tour okay but I have got a lot of offers and they are confirmed for this year Woo! Uh, I know (laughs) and I haven't played them yet but just getting those offers and knowing that they sent an offer for me means a lot and it's like Mm -hmm. okay I guess I am doing something right yeah Um, and it's it's just a surreal feeling you know it's um sometimes I'm like is this real life (laughs) because right like I've always dreamed of playing these festivals I've always dreamed of playing these big crowds like for Denver Mm -hmm. for example when I was walking up on stage and I was just looking around and I'm like holy shit there's like four three thousand four thousand people here yeah never played in front of a big crowd like that before never played in front of a crowd with that much energy mm-hmm. like second song in there's two mosh pits I was like bet we're gonna have right. a good time <laughs> <laughs> um yep. so it's just it's such a good feeling and it really motivates me as an artist to keep pushing mm-hmm. um, just to keep going keep producing keep showing the world the craft of lays yeah <laughs> um, and it's it's just a wonderful feeling. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't think you realize too, just like how important, like just visibility is and like having, cause it's, I always think it's so funny. Like you're just so sweet. And then the music you play is like so fucking heavy. 
<laughs> I so get like that you wouldn't lot. expect it. Yeah, but it's the best. And it really is important because again, like, and that's why I have a lot of like female artists on my podcast too, because it's just important to me. And I think we need more like female producers and um no, I think it's awesome just to see you like throwing down. I had Jeannie on the podcast as well from Girl Gang. Um, and it's just cool to see like badass women in this space doing their thing. Oh, so yeah. keep crushing it. Definitely. We need more women in this scene. A hundred percent, especially <laughs> in the bass music scene too. It's, you know, I think it's going to keep going, but just thinking like music wise too, for this year, like having releases on like a subsidia records or things like that. Like what, what does that mean to you in your career? So when I remember I released, it was Zeus, the first song I ever released on Subsidia. This was when Subsidia wasn't even a thing yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to Cliptic. I was like, should I send this to X? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 never mind. I don't want right. to do it. <laughs> and he's like, no, come on. I'm like, no, like, I don't think it's good enough. And he's like, just send it. I was like, fine. So right. I sent it. And he responds back in like five minutes. And he was like, this yeah. is sick. Um, is this signed yet? And I'm like, no, like, I just wanted to send it to you to like play it in your sets. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and then he goes, I would love to have this. And in my head, I'm like, well, what do you want it for? Because this was when Subsidia wasn't a thing yet. Oh my God. Okay. And then that's when he sent, oh, he added like Mary and all the A&Rs mm-hmm. uh, for Excision's team. And they informed us about Subsidia. And I was like, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what are the chances? Right. I was like, hell yeah, you can have it. Right. <laughs> so that was the story of the first Subsidy release. And then I would always send him more music. And that's when uh, Money Runner with Bad Fella was on the other mm. comp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would have never thought Disciple Roundtable would reach out for music from me. Like, wow. I didn't think I was ready yet. <laughs> right, right. Um, and like, that's also another thing about being an artist. Sometimes you're never going to be confident with your music Mm. and it's like you don't you can't be that hard on yourself you know right not every artist needs to make something groundbreaking Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah I when they reached out I was like uh yeah I have these and I sent him over my unreleased playlist and they're like okay we'll take downpour and I was like oh god like this is actually happening right (laughs) I was like "Ah," I like texted all my friends I was like guys I just got a release on Disciple and they're like what that is so cool do you think it's like is it important to you also to like get another opinion or to like share music with peers just to see like feedback and what they think yeah, hundred percent. So, um, all my friends on, I don't know if you've heard of later tonight. Um, mm, I don't think they're, so. They're, um, it's a collective of artists. Um, okay. and we have a group chat and we have a specific group chat called uh, later tonight whips. So we'll send in, um, any ideas or whips we have in the group chat for some mm. feedback. And with me still being a fairly new artist, I still need, um, advice on like my mix down just so Mm -hmm. it's more clear and nothing's like very harsh in the high end um or distorted in the low end so Mm -hmm. I always get um most of my feedback is with my mix downs okay um but I think it's very it's a it's a good thing to ask for advice and send your unreleased for um feedback from other artists because it does help because you'll be like oh yeah you're right like I need to fix that 
Mm -hmm. just a second year on it. Yeah. Just to get that feedback. Oh, that's good to hear. Oh my God. So many exciting things for you. And like, I'm just literally in my head thinking like, this is just the beginning. Like you're just getting started. (laughs) It's so wild. I'm so excited for you. I mean, what, what are you looking forward to for like more than second half of this year, but the rest of 2022? Oh my God. Um, (laughs) a lot of new music. Um, I have a bunch of collabs that I'm working on. Um, I have one with resurrect he's killing it right now mm-hmm. I'm a, I have one with freaky it's more of a trappy song but with a surprise side trance drop oh, um, love it yeah <laughs> um I have another collab with cliptic um collab with fastive I also am working on this new metal song rubbed off a little nice. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah lots of solo tunes for me it's like I have so much music I'm sitting on that I'm just so excited to release but um the last thing I want to do is self-release but I'm pushing it more towards label releases so Mm -hmm. sending it out waiting to get a response and see if any labels want them cool Uh, but yeah just Lots of music. <laughs> yeah, good. No, I mean it's it's awesome to hear, and I'm I'm glad you said the metal thing too, because I think like there's definitely like on the house and techno side, there's definitely um <clears throat> a trend where like techno seems to be getting like really popular with people, but on the flip side, like the metal thing, I've talked about this so much because I was like an emo kid in high school, and I love like the intersection of yes bass music and Perfect like rock. Together. But um, I think it was Gasly who just announced like a new alias that he's doing that's like exploring more of like the like hard rock and metal, yeah. I don't know, like thing. So I was like, okay, we're definitely going to see more and more of this moving forward. But it makes sense. The mosh pits make sense. It all comes together. Yeah, it comes together. <laughs> it sounds perfectly together. Yeah, it really does. It does. And you can get some really good vocals too. Like it's cool to see oh, yeah. like certain like rock artists. Um like sample on some of these tracks too, which is really, really cool. Oh my gosh. Shot, um, mm-hmm. It's worth a shot reaching out to bands and being like, hey, yeah. like, do you mind? Can I get some vocals on this? Yeah. So. Cool. So we're excited for the collabs and festivals Yay. coming up for you. All <laughs> right. Before I let you go, we have a speed round. Okay. That I'm going to do. Oh, so <laughs> I used, I used to do this on the podcast and I don't know why I stopped, but I'm bringing it back with you. Cause I love doing this. So this is like kind of like get to know you in 10 questions so people can just get to know you better. All right. Okay. Ready? Oh, maybe. Yes. (laughs) You're good. What is your astrology sign? I'm a Gemini. Don't hate me. No. (laughs) We do not hate on Gemini. Gemini men are different. (laughs) All right. Uh, you're well, first off, do you drink coffee or tea or neither? Both. I mean, Oh, okay. I coffee in the morning. Uh, mm. but tea, like boba tea for like a nice, nice. snack. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. And what's your go-to coffee order? Go-to coffee order. I like, uh, what do I like? Iced caramel latte with cold foam, mm. um, yep. oat milk. Cause your girl's lactose. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and hot, um, just, uh, I love caramel. So probably like a caramel latte. Same literally drank one right before this call. So that's why I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) like so much energy. I had my second coffee for the day. Um, okay. What's your favorite food to take out? Oh, probably, um, Persian food, like kebabs and rice. Ooh, great answer. Okay. TV show you could binge watch over and over again. 
Ozark. Nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's your for you? <laughs> great. Great. All good. Uh, favorite genre to listen to outside of bass music. Is drumming drum and bass isn't considered we can yeah separate genre yeah. we'll okay. do drum and bass uh, perfect yeah, drum and bass or metal okay love it um what are some of your like must-haves on your rider oh well we need the lays chips right. <laughs> <laughs> um on brand yeah, yeah. my yeah. rider is so boring like i need yeah. to update it it's just like lays chips water tequila and um what else gushers is gushers on it right <laughs> i don't know what's on it it's been a while since i played a show but i need to update it because mm. really quickly mm-hmm. on, while i was on tour i brought disposable cameras with me mm-hmm. and it was like fuji film cameras and each city um is labeled w- uh, on the camera so oh, that's so nice and that's like because I was wondering okay before the tour what do I want to have on my rider that's like a souvenir I don't mm-hmm. do shot glasses I don't do like postcards I was like how about I just get a disposable camera take yeah. photos within that city and that's the memories I have so oh, I want to so cool. add a disposable camera on my rider for the next future for the, the future <laughs> did you like develop any of the film yet from the cameras Not- not yet. I have like a whole bag of the disposables. I'm like, I need to do this sometimes. I hate how it takes like six weeks though, or six to eight weeks. To... I'm like, that's... I'm impatient. <laughs> like me growing up in middle school. And that's like all we had. <laughs> <laughs> we're so quick now. Right. Okay. We're good. Back. We're back. All right. Um, okay. Dream vacation spot. Ooh. Bali. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I changed my answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Greece. Yes. Greece is I'm Greek. Yeah. So I'm all about that answer. Absolutely <laughs> beautiful there. Um, okay. Dream collaboration. Oh God. Okay. Well, besides excision, <laughs> um, I want to say space laces. Awesome. Okay. Favorite piece of clothing that you own. Favorite piece of clothing that I own. I wear like the same shit every day. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, oh God, favorite piece of clothing that I own. I'm going to say one of the face clan jerseys that I, I, I usually wear it. Um, I wore it a lot on tour. Um, mm-hmm. It's in like the Denver videos. Okay. It's a Tashi uh, collab. It's all like colorful. Oh, cool. It's awesome. Love it. Okay. And last question can think on this one what what is one thing fans would be surprised to know about you oh god um, <laughs> <laughs> be surprised to know about me I know this one stumps everybody <laughs> I took <laughs> oh god I might be exposing myself um <laughs> I took acting classes when I was a kid and oh, I was gonna sure. be um in a movie called salt okay that's so cool I forgot who it was Angelina Jolie Mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna be in that movie (laughs) so but then I just stopped acting like which I'm kind of glad because if I continued I probably don't know where I would be I Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't be here so 
So DJing was it. Yeah. <laughs> We're happy you made the move. Exactly. You survived the 10 questions. Thank <laughs> you so, so much for being here today. It was lovely ta- talking to you. And <clears throat> like I said, I'm so excited to see where your career goes from here. Cause I know you're going to absolutely pop off. So best of luck with everything. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Awesome. All right, everybody else hang tight. I'll be back in just a second with our rave culture cast recap. Alrighty, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Liz. Uh, I knew I was going to love her, love her even more now. She is so sweet and genuine, and it's it's good to see good things happen to really, really good, genuine people. So please go show her some love and support. Give her a follow. Tell her Rave Culture Cast sent you. Um, yeah, stream her music, do all the things. Uh, we want to support all of our guests that come on the podcast. So I can't wait to see her play a show or a festival very soon. Um, let's dive into our Rave Culture Cast recap here because I do have a lot of news to catch you guys up on. Um, so many things happening. So the first one I have is about Thunder Beats Festival, which this was a brand new music festival that was going to be happening uh, this April in Pensacola, Florida. Um, They had a pretty solid lineup. I mean, it was some really big artists, so I'm not necessarily sure what happened, but they basically did a post on March 30th saying that um, due to circumstances out of their control, they did have to make the difficult decision to cancel this year's event. Um, And then refunds will be issued They should at this point, they said within two weeks, be issued. So definitely follow up with them if you guys haven't gotten um, any money back. This is super quick and short. I just wanted to shout them out. But Jaws announced at Beyond Wonderland that him and his wife are pregnant. So we're going to have a baby shark, which is so exciting. Um, But I'm super happy for them. Uh, They're an adorable couple. I love Jaws. So very, very excited for the two of them to have their first baby together. Um, Groove Cruise announced their event for 2023. So this is an amazing cruise ship festival that takes place usually every January. So they are back January 19th through the 23rd and they are actually going to be returning to Miami. So that's where they're going to be going out of. Um, yeah. And you guys can put down deposits now if you want to lock in your spots, but I've heard nothing but good things about Groove Cruise and I've always wanted to do a cruise ship festival. So who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll dabble in that this year. Um, On a serious note, I did want to talk about this because this was all over Twitter within the last like two weeks and I haven't chatted about it on the podcast yet. But um, some of you might know in the past, there have been some really serious allegations against the artist Snails. Um, I believe there was like an Instagram page created about him and there were a lot of accusations about sexual assault um, amongst other things, harassment. So uh, this has been going on for a couple years now and he actually did just release like a very long statement and all I'm going to talk about right now is the defamation lawsuit that Snails is filing um, against one specific person um, in this instance. So you can read it. He released all the documents on his Twitter, but essentially he is doing a defamation lawsuit against Michaela Higgins, um, who apparently was not apparently who was operating an Instagram page that was posting, in his opinion, false claims about the producer. Um, so there's a nine page document all about that. I just wanted to bring this up because I do know a lot of people knew about this. I know like this obviously affected his career. It was all over social media. So I do believe there were other allegations against him from multiple people. But in this instance, it's a defamation lawsuit against this one particular person. So I did just want to bring that up because he did finally address some of the things that had been floating around on social media for a long time. So that is out there if you guys want to check that out. Um, in other music news, uh, I did want to highlight this. Um, Gasly. Really, really cool artist announced that he has a new project that he's starting called Gengar, which 
If you guys didn't know, his name is a Pokemon. So Ghastly is a Pokemon. And then Gengar, I believe, is like the evolved Pokemon. It's been a long time for me <laughs> looking into Pokemon. I just know that that's it. So I think it's really cool. His Gengar project is going to be him returning to his roots with Screamo and death metal bands. So he's going to be fusing his love of bass music with that. Um, and he's going to send music will be coming this year. This is yet another example and instance of bass music artists having this like crossover between like metal and alternative music, which I've talked about so many different times. But I just think all the emo kids eventually got into dance music. It's just like a very seamless transition and it makes a lot of sense. So well, I will be sharing Gengar music with you when it comes out. Okie dokie. We also have on the flip side (laughs) for some house and techno, um, Arc Music Festival. They have this, uh, I guess, branch of their... Uh, event group I guess you would say called expansions uh, which was one of the stages at Arc Music Festival last year but if you guys are lucky enough to live in Chicago um, you can head over to Radius on May 20th and 21st they are doing an expansions show there Um, it's a two-day event really incredible artists like Ame, Camel Fat, uh, Ida Ungberg, we've got Matt Joe, Nick Fansuli, Seth Troxler, Tale of Us, oh my god dead that's gonna be amazing so that is EDC Las Vegas weekend but if you guys are in the area I would highly recommend that and speaking of EDC Las Vegas we're almost done guys EDC Las Vegas did finally announce the theme I was waiting to see what it was gonna be I am so pumped for this and especially now that I know I'm going so it's gonna be kinetic bloom um so they have this beautiful like floral representation uh everybody started getting their tickets in probably one of the coolest ticket boxes I've ever seen and I'm low-key salty because I'm not going to get one but I am going for work so I will be having a different kind of pass this year which is really really exciting but I will not be getting a box sadly to add to my collection um but I have seen like this really cool fold out and it's like you fold it and all these flowers like pop out like 3d which is really fucking cool so very very excited to see what the stage main stage design is going to be with kinetic bloom I think they have a lot to work with here so super pumped for that Um, And then lastly, we also have an announcement about Moonrise Festival. So Moonrise hasn't happened, I think, in like two or three years now at this point. Um, This is a smaller electronic dance music event that takes place uh, in Baltimore, I believe, in Maryland. Um, Usually always has like a really incredible lineup. I just know that they've had issues with like weather in the past and things like that. But they did just make a pretty big announcement that they uh, the owners of this brand have partnered with insomniac events so insomniac is now i believe with club glow since they have this partnership they are going to be producing this event so it's going to be august 6th and 7th a two-day event uh 2022 it's in the same place it usually is the pimlico uh pimlico pimlico race course um and tickets are now on sale i am going to get an affiliate link for this i should have it at this point so i will put it down below if you guys want to get tickets through me um definitely feel free so A lot of news going on this week, you guys, but thanks for sticking with me here. Um, Again, if you want to see any highlights or if you want to watch any of this, definitely head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Can't thank you all enough for supporting the podcast. Um, There's a couple different ways you can connect with us. We are at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, We have a Facebook group community and a Discord channel as well. So if you guys want to come connect with other ravers, find a rave fam, all that good stuff. 
you are more than welcome to join us. So thank you so much for listening. Please share a link with a friend today. Go show Lays some love and support. And I will see you guys next Wednesday with a new episode. All right, guys, have a good week. Bye.